fucking you. Over here, agent. Slayer. Yo, what's up? Hey, over here. Hello and welcome to Control Alt Wow, the podcast for those of us who love virtual reality, playing many games in virtual reality, and making many alts. Today is Tuesday, April 25th, 2023, and this is episode 792 entitled, It's All About the Cosmetics. I'm April BVD, your host, and this is the new version of Control Alt Wow in which we talk mainly about VR, period. (laughs) I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft, but as life changes and we change, I've moved on to VR, and I wanted to take this podcast that I invested so much of my life in with me into virtual reality. This week, we're going to be talking about, of course, my current obsession, which is Zenith, And I like to start off with something I call my VR path. I put a screenshot in the show notes, which can be found at controlaltwild.com. And you can see me playing my original quest. (laughs) It was crazy. I did a lot of things with that original quest. It was great. It was uh, after I had gotten rid of my second Rift and my second PlayStation VR, the v, the Quest was like a godsend. There was no cables. It was standalone, and it was wonderful. Uh, what I used to do was play games with recording inside the Quest. Now, at the time, it had only a square, so it wasn't lengthwise like you can do landscape now. It was just a vertical little square. And I would also record myself with a second, with another video camera, probably my phone. And then I would mesh the two together. I played a lot of Rec Room and uh, something called Rec Royale which was uh, a battle royale game. And it was very satisfying. And I probably would still be playing that if, let me see, I think Population One came out. That's when I got obsessed. The videos for all of these games are still up on my YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the show notes to some of them and some screenshots. I had a lot of fun in uh, Rec Room, but like I mentioned in a previous show, they changed when they added the flat screen. If you haven't tried Rec Room and you are looking for a really good social game that you can play with people in both VR and in the flat screen, it's a good game to try. All right, let us get on with what I've been doing this week and mostly in Zenith. <laughs> I, you know, I'm leveling two tunes, or two sets of tunes. I'm leveling my, uh, I have two Essence Mages and two Blade Masters. But my Essence Mage on my Oculus account is what I've been running with a lot because I managed to figure out how to use my Oculus account on Steam and that way I can watch Twitch chat while I am 
playing and streaming. And I want to give a shout out to those who have reached out to me on Twitch. And it has been great. Uh, Infinite Style and TK and CBA. Thanks, guys. We've had a lot of fun in chat and in game. In uh, Turtle Top. <laughs> so this is on my Essence Mage. My Blade Masters were all 39 and my essence mages, my essence mage rolls were 35, 30, and two 36s in the beginning of the week. Now, I had been to Turtle Top several times on my essence mage. I'd done some quests up there, killing the pirates. I did the the quest that gives you the flight path, which is flying, uh, scouting out a lot of a cake locations and while I was doing that I was also getting uh, doing some quests for Shin which varied you know each area Shin gives you quests to gather or kill enemy to gather materials from enemies or kill enemies in that particular order you'll run into Shin everywhere it's really an interesting concept that they've done because one of the things that happens is you can turn in a lot of your quests to Shins in other places, but you won't get another quest for that particular area from Shin only if you talk to the Shin where you where the quests are. For instance, in Scarlet Veil, vale, that Shin gives you Ent Slayers. He gives you something to do killing uh, the hound dog, the dogs there, the beast dogs, and also killing the rangers. You can turn that quest in anywhere. The Shin at uh, Sporewood, the Shin in uh, Radiant Crest. And you can also turn it into the shin over at, uh, oh, there's a shin at, there's two, there's a shin in Sky Song Summit and Obsidian Fortress, but you won't be able to pick up that quest there. It's kind of a neat way to level and get extra XP and Zen if you're already at max level. But what I hadn't realized about Turtle Top was I had a quest that I'd gotten from Kai in Radiant coast and he told me to go and talk to Kai at Turtle Top. Well I went to Turtle Top and there were quests there but I didn't get the Turtle Top quest and that was another one of my missteps. Sometimes and a lot of times if you're having a problem with the quest not working you need to uh, go into your quest log and make sure that quest is highlighted. The quest log can be very picky sometimes and very um, stubborn. I'm sure it's not by design. I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that, uh, you know, you're getting quests and you have an unlimited quest log. Unlike some games where if you get too many quests, you are not able to take up another quest. But in Zenith, you can take unlimited quests. So sometimes when, but you can only highlight so many quests. And when I say highlight, when you open your quest log, and if you look in the show notes, you'll see a picture of that. When you open the quest log, next to each quest, there's a little circle. 
The other thing that I like about it is it also shows you the quests that you've already completed. So if you're like me and you're doing many, many alts, you sometimes forget, did I do that quest? Do I need to turn in that quest? And you'll see the quest that you've completed and the quest that you still need to do. So if you don't, if there's not a check mark in that circle, then uh, you won't get the highlight for some quests and you won't be able to complete it. This is also something that has affected the Amara Tear quest as well. If you don't have the quest highlighted when you go to her statue in Fractured Plains, it won't, uh, you won't get the circle and you won't be able to turn in the quest. So I hadn't highlight, I didn't have the click, the circle clicked for Turtle Top. And uh, even though I had been questing in that area and had taken quests from Kai, I was able to go ahead and click on that, turn on the circle, and go and turn that quest in. But before I did it, I changed into my my tank because I'm really bad with the tank on Essence Mage. It doesn't pew pew like I mentioned before, but it does and can melt the mobs very quickly. So it, it has a lot of potential and maybe somewhere down the line I will become better at it, which is another reason why I am doing this tandem leveling thing. And so uh, it actually got kind of interesting because as I progressed through the week, I got closer and closer to 38 and at 38, uh, I had, I had a decision to make along the way because one of the things I'd also been doing was I a lot of the mid to upper level, and I'm talking 30 to uh, 37, um, when you get to those points, you're also completing the agent rank and then you get epic gear. And the epic gear is really good, but... I had already gotten pretty far along in the agent rank uh, early on, and so I had already grabbed some of that gear, and I actually uh, enhanced it using a lot of uh, basic dust and the blue dust and the purple dust, and I had managed to get some of that gear up real high. But of course, as I was leveling, I was getting out leveling them and I had been at one point using some of my radiant crests to change it in and uh, get upper level uh, gear the but I stopped around 30 because I realized that the way at the rate I was leveling and if you do it right and you play a lot you can level really quickly I mean it's just a couple of weeks that my essence mage when I really started focusing on her, she was in her 20s on all the levels. This is the one that I tandem level all across. I just switched back and forth. And and I turned in a lot of quests on my tank. Someone asked me, how do you level your other roles quickly? And that's what you do. You can, you can complete quests in the role that you have gotten used to. For me, it was the support or the healer and the DPS, and then just switch out. The only uncomfortable thing is that sometimes if it's not at the level you are, you will end up naked. <laughs> and I don't like that. At one point when I was turning in quests at Fractured 
planes to Shin and Mika. I was going underneath the tower and making sure I was changing into something, you know, wearable for that particular role before I actually switched over. It's a lot of steps. And one of the key things you have to remember when you're switching roles, make sure you check your guard stones. This happened to me a couple of times, especially when I was busy doing the Skyward Mysteries. And uh, if I didn't check and click on my God stones, I could go into battle and not have one of my stones active, not be able to do one of the gestures, particularly what happened to me was not being able to do my ultimate. And you want to be able to do your ultimate. That's like your big, your big damage thingy. <laughs> And uh, I switching back and forth between my blade master, my essence mage. A lot of times it was good too to look at your godstones because there is a tooltip that tells you have to how to activate. There's different ways to activate your ultimate depending on the role you are and whether you're a blade master or essence mage. The tank, for instance, you have to bring your hands together from the side while pulling your trigger and then you get this big gigantic hose thing as an essence mage that you can use to suck down a a mob pretty quickly so uh the thing was that i started to once i got to tangled cove the gear was getting really good. It was like 32, but I had to trade in some, I would have had to trade in some Radiant Quest, which I'm supposed, which I'm thinking I'm saving to uh, make the, uh, the, what is the little circle thing? Oh my gosh. Uh, the orb, the orb that you can use to really bump up because you can enhance with dust, but if you take the core, the, the uh, orbs, you can actually uh, add even more enhancement to your your gear and bump up the level. So I want to kind of hold on to those. So I decided that I would wait because any if I kept going the way I was going, I had hit 35 and then I hit 36. Well, at 38, I had already, because I had done so many of the leveling roulettes, I had enough Marks of Ancients that I could buy the whole Marks of Ancients set in Nexus City. So I went, I had done that. So I was holding on and uh, fighting with my level 27 and 30 uh, epic gear, which it's the Katuni. I should put a screenshot in the show notes. It's very cute. And so uh, by Thursday... I was doing uh, a lot of the sunshine events, hence the title of today's show. Uh, it's all about the cosmetics, I, the sunshine event, and the neo wear. As I was getting closer to what would be the end game, I really, I really don't want to rush to the end game. And I noticed that I like the Katuni outfit. That's the outfit that you get from the uh, agent rank rewards. And speaking of which, if you haven't checked your agent rank rewards, you need to. I played with somebody recently who had never even looked at their rewards, and they had a whole bunch of stuff sitting there waiting for them to claim. And uh, the I, I really got obsessed with the sunshine events. 
they uh, allow you to modify to put cosmetics on your gear. So what happens is you there's a separate screen, a separate slot or uh, setup on your inventory of your person that you can put in these cosmetic gears. It's kind of like transmogrifying in WoW. But they are, instead of having to go to a machine and do it, it's just a different page in your inventory that holds them. For instance, I have the gloves and you can get from doing uh, a, a the Skywave thing on uh, transmission on the website. And I also had a hat that you get from referring people. So, and I got the Pandowl hat from doing the Winter Festival. And there's also a cute, a, a really cute Santa hat. But I wanted the, there's two specific places that you can get gear in uh, in Zenith that I was aiming for. If there's something I'm missing, let me know. But the first one is the sunshine event, and you get the coins, and you get the quest from Leah. I put pictures of Leah and the other quest giver, Allie, along with a picture of April PVD as sh she is right now. And uh, they have the cutest set. They do show the female set for sunshine and i think that's the male set for the uh for the what's called the neo wear neo wear is ali and he is in nexus so you do these events and you accrue these coins and then you can go to the synthesizer for each specific set and redeem your coins now for both my blade master and my Essence Mage, I had gotten the uh, Sunshine bracelets, which is really cute. You get a little bracelet. Instead of having the, the uh, hand gloves that you would normally have, you'd have this cute little bracelet with a little flower on it. And one of the neat things that Leah has is she has the um, uh, nice little hat. But uh, Allie has a cute cap. So I'm thinking of getting the jacket from Ollie, but uh, wearing the skirt from Leah. And I already have the shoes from Ollie, which were really cute. So the Neo wear is a different one. It's a little bit more complicated, and it's in more places. But it's still a lot of fun. And I want to do a shout-out to United Z Zenith alliance because they did they've been doing some cosmetic runs and they also did a uh, boss uh, world boss battle and that was amazing they were incredible i had a lot of fun with them this was on saturday uh, i didn't do very well and we didn't we weren't able to take down the boss but it was so challenging, and it was there was a lot to it, and the leader was very uh, helpful with advice, and I felt like I was back in World of Warcraft raiding. <laughs>
So I did. I've been alternating between doing quest. I I got uh, my essence mage to ramshackle, and one of the reasons why I got her to ramshackle is because the three places that you do the neo wear is ramshackle. Sky Song Summit and Scarlet Vale. So she needed the fast travel point there. Uh, and we're doing really well in that. Uh, Sunday was exciting for me. So I really had a good time on Sunday. The weekends are really nice because, more, of course, in any game, more people are playing. And uh, after getting to Ramshackle on Saturday, on Sunday... Uh, I had a, a great time with Murdio, and I'm going to put um, some links to uh, the YouTube channel of Murdio doing the Sunshine event with me. A couple of other people showed up, but after the... And this is interesting about the Sunshine event. It's four phases. The first phase is outside, and if you don't complete the first phase... Which is a prevent people from prevent the enemy from getting into the circle, then you can't go into the tunnel for the second phase. And the second phase is uh, covering a circle, and it's very interesting. There are six circles, and enemies pop into each one randomly, and it's not so much as a. Uh, keep them out and fight them which I thought it was when I first went in there and no one explained it to me I had to kind of figure this out myself it's an occupancy kind of battle so you have to be able to stay in the circle until a certain amount of time and there are six circles so once you cover one circle you can move to another circle I kept jumping back and forth trying to kill the the mobs not understanding and this guy was yelling at me without telling me that you need to stay in the circle and I was playing with somebody else this week who hadn't done who didn't understand that and when I was explaining to them they were extremely grateful that they understood the mechanics. Each thing, it's really like doing a puzzle almost or an escape room. You just have to figure out the rules for each incident. So you, you'd cover each space. There's six circles. Once they all are covered, they once they've been occupied for the right amount of time, the red circle turns off and you can go to the next one. If you look in one of the screenshots I put in the show notes, you'll see the bars uh, from Thursday sunshine event going, growing and growing until all six bars are full. Then you get uh, two sunshine coins for that event, and you go to the third event. And the third event is to is kind of like the first one where you try to keep them from getting into the circle, and is an added thing where you have to make sure you break these batteries because the batteries energize them and make the battle last longer so and there's also one guy one naga with a crossbow that moves really fast oh and about the the other circle the, the phase two i suppose that you do you still have to fight the people that show up and if you're lower level you can easily be killed so it's kind of like a king of the hill keep them uh, i'm occupying this space and in the third phase you're uh, breaking the batteries killing the nagas until you know you have done it long enough <laughs> till the timer runs out 
And you get a quest every day, once a day. Uh, it resets after 8, after 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time right now. Uh, before Daylight Savings Time, it was 7 p.m. And you can get this quest once a day. If you complete the quest, if you complete the quest, which is to uh, stop 10 party crashers, you can then go back to Leah and she'll give you 40 coins, which means you can make 40 coins a day plus the two coins you get from each phase. But there's a final phase, and unbeknownst to me at the time, you don't have to complete the final phase. If you, when you accept the quest, it does turn up on your objectives. And if you happen to look at your objectives after you do the third phase, it says return to Leah to turn in the quest. But you don't, but if you don't kill the final boss, the only thing you get, you get some XP and you get more coins. You get like three, two or three coins, I believe. So this particular day on Sunday, I went in with Murdia. Uh, he uh, follows me. He was watching on my Twitch. <laughs> excuse me, my Twitch stream. Say that three times real fast. And he uh, hopped on, and he well, he basically saved me. I think he's probably got level fifty two gear, and because uh, you can pump up your gear and you can get better gear. I got to figure out how, how to raid and stuff. I want to give a shout out to TK because he did, or KT. I always want to call him TK, but it's KT. He did offer to take me raiding. I'm a little bit nervous about that. So Murdia actually, uh, we went in to do the, the final boss, and there were several people with us. All of a sudden, we're in there with the boss, and I'm by, we're by ourselves. And I, I didn't realize it. You know, I'm doing my normal DPS. I think I was on my DPS. And next thing I know, I'm dead. But Murdia was on fire. And he, literally, and he took down the boss. Uh, the, I'll put, like I said, I'll put a link to the YouTube channel in the show notes. He was amazing. And uh, I also got to do some NeoWare, which uh, this I was doing the one in Scarlet Vale. And then silly, silly me around seven, around eight, I think it must have been uh, 7.30, maybe 7.45. I was like 12 critters short of the 100 critter weekly challenge. And I had already done it once that week. And I said, I'm going to do it again. So I went to Galleon Valley because uh, I know there are a lot of uh, fairy flies there. Plus, uh, there's a couple of uh, uh, cultist leaders you can take down that will uh, give you some really nice godstones. I actually ended up getting a couple of tears I had missed, and uh, I managed to get my hundredth <laughs> fairy. Uh, Fallen foe, my hundredth critter, which was a fallen foe, and I got the critter collector challenge done, which means that I collected on my essence mage over 200 critters last week. <laughs> that was a lot, and uh, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. So my week was really just full of leveling and gear stuff. Uh, right now, my challenge with my essence mage is I want to get my, enhance my gear up 
as far as I can. You can hand gear up to uh, 10 points. The first four points that you can add requires your basic enhancement dust. And I actually ran out of that. I was trying to, one of the things that was nice about doing the uh, sunshine event is that in that, while you're in the mines, a lot of the mobs do drop lower whites and the whites can be, uh, can be, deconstructed for basic enhancement dust but you only get one dust per white item and you need 15 dust for each level so I had to do a lot of fighting and then I finally did manage to get a few things up to the level which level five then I needed green enhancement dust and I started running out of that and I want to give a shout out to uh one of the people I ran with last week, oh God, Fuzzy something, I'm sorry I forgot your name, but he mentioned that you can, well his thing was you can enhance basic uh, white stuff with basic white and you can get it to the green level. But I didn't even have enough to do that. So what I ended up doing was going to places, finding synthesizers that I could make green gear and then... Uh, breaking the green gear down uh the green gear when to use the in the enhancement machine you only need 10 of the green dust and then i also i had a whole bunch of uh the purple dust because when once i got uh, my essence mage to level 38 I took all the gear that she had before and I broke it down and got a lot of purple dust. Oh, the other thing you can do is uh, go to chests. Chests usually have either basic or blue dust. So I was running around doing chests. Thankfully, on one day, uh, that was one of the challenges. So I also got some XP and stuff for, and Zen for that. And uh, I, I want to talk about, and I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, Zenith, the official Zenith uh, Twitter and uh, channel on Facebook released the information about the player housing. And it is so exciting. Uh, I have been, this is one of the things I've been looking forward to the most about 1.3, you'll be able to go in and make your own house and set it up. And uh, it is a cute little apartment. And I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving the whole idea. I can't wait for the 1.3 to get live. I, I will probably level a, sim, a cyber ninja. But I'm more excited about player housing and about resource mining. I love the idea of chopping wood and mining mine and and uh and it's just gonna be a lot of fun they I love what ramen v r is doing with uh with Zenith. I was in a discussion with someone when we were waiting for the sunshine event to start. And they were concerned about the viability of the game because they didn't have 
they didn't appear to have other money resources. A lot like, you know, with uh, Population One, you can buy skins. With, uh, I think even with Final Fantasy XIV, you can buy stuff. And I wanted to tell them, I, I didn't get a chance to, but I had talked to someone who had talked to a developer, and they said that Ramen VR is not trying to take money from its player base right now because they have enough investors. They want to get it going, get it stable, get it fun, and uh, that they are doing really well right now. I understood his concern. I've had that concern with other games. I poured a lot of money into Population 1 because of that same reason, because I wanted it to stick around, and I want Zenith to stick around now. I'm having a lot of fun. I am figuring out a lot of new things. I did uh, switch back to my um, original Steam uh, Zenith account the other day, and it was uh, kind of neat to be back on those guys and see them. I do miss playing them, and, and it's really easy to switch back and forth on Steam, so I want to give a shout-out to Steam to making it easy for that. I do want to tell you that if you're interested in trying Zenith, uh, there's a link in the show notes as well about the Humble Bundle. It's a gaming uh, place where you can get a bunch of games at a reasonable and way discounted price. But they also donate a lot of money to charity. And this month, the package for virtual reality includes Zenith and a lot of other really good games. There are games that are playable on on Steam only, so you have to have a PC VR. But it's a way to get into it if you haven't tried it. Now, what other things I've been doing in VR this week is I did do a short video of other Things that you can do in VR other than shooting and killing and stuff. And uh, I, I tried out sky charts, which was interesting. One of the things I went into was uh, the uh, there's an, a game that lets you play a as an on railroad, and that's um, Derail Valley. It's really intricate. And if you ever wanted to operate a train, it's a lot of fun. And uh, what else did I look at? Oh, air car, where you can fly a car around the city. It's really complicated because you have to control a lot of yaw and a lot of pitch. And and if you're one of those people that get uh, nauseous from VR, this is not the, the game for you. So uh, in... It also explains a lot of reason why we don't have flying cars right now <laughs> because it was really you're not just on you know worrying about the road ahead of you and cars left and right you got to worry about cars underneath you and things above you so yeah that was that was a lot of fun and uh, what else did I do I think I did one other thing. Uh, just to prove that there's a lot of different things you can do in VR. I did pop into Population 1, <laughs> and I played one game, and that was fun. I, I, Population 1 will always have my heart. Uh, 
So that's what I've been doing this week. I will put out a video version of this and I will include a few things. And I'm going to close out with this little message that I posted on YouTube. I uh, did a big thing in my life this past month and uh, I, I quit drinking. So I'm going to sign out with this. I hope you enjoy this. I cannot believe I'm making this video. I never wanted to be one of those people. <laughs> I don't believe in proselytizing and if this is something that is not for you, just don't listen to me listen to me and file it away as information but I drank for years not to excess in my head I remember having three special drinks in my life I wavered between Long Island iced tea and sex on the beach and then tequila. Oh, <laughs> the last few years, tequila was everything. Not just any tequila. Had to be 1800 Reposada. It had to be chilled in the freezer and it was to be consumed with a small amount of very good chocolate, a little bit of salt, let it melt, toss it over. Ah, <laughs> it was my thing. In the course of my life, I have given up a lot of stuff. I never smoked. I gave up heavy drugs early on. Cocaine always scared me and it was expensive. It was, it was too much. You couldn't do that on a regular basis and keep a budget. I even gave up Sprite. Diet Sprite or Sprite Zero used to be so good. Put it in the freezer, let it get real cold. Mm, just don't let it go too far because then you get snow, an explosion of snow in the freezer. Gave that up. I even gave up sugar in my coffee. But I kept drinking and and I was very sensible about it when I went out to the club I would have a couple of drinks and then I would drink cranberry juice and orange juice or what I called <laughs> a virgin sex on the beach I loved asking for that but that was in between you know uh, the uh, regular sex on the beach and sometimes shots and then I retired no, no, wait. Before I retired, I would come home from work and a uh, shot of tequila would be my thing. And I was sensible. I was a sensible drinker. I never drank uh, to excess at night, on, on the weeknight. I always made it to work on time. There was never a situation where I was hungover, where I was 
debilitated because of the alcohol in my system. I was always a responsible drinker. I didn't drive, so I didn't have to worry about that. I didn't even go out after I started drinking. Uh, I would always make sure I walked my dog and did all the responsible things. I didn't even want to walk and drink. <laughs> a drink and walk. <laughs> but on the weekends. And then I remember when it first realized it was a problem for me. And it was when... I got up one morning and there was cooked food in the kitchen and I had no recollection of cooking. There was another time when I turned on the flame under a pan to get it hot and I was this close to causing a fire. I think about that and I, I cringe. So, what did I do? Did I stop drinking? No. I stopped cooking on the stove. I got these bowls that would let me cook in the microwave. And I got this oven that would cook uh, in, on the counter that had an app. So, it would turn itself off. That was the solution. <laughs> and I was very, very careful. But I still drank. And I, I cringe now when I think about it. I, as a retired person, well, before I retired, I went drizzly. You could go on an app, press a few buttons, and get tequila delivered to your house. Tequila, the, the Rapposada was a big part of my, my existence. I would give the bottles away for Christmas. I'd give a bottle to the mailman, to neighbors and friends little small bottles I'd special order the, the smaller ones from the liquor store and I just thought it was so cute and I would order for myself the 1.75 liter bottles which started out as like $39.99 and went up to $48.99 and I finally quit so, yeah, I just loved the feeling. I loved going in to my, and I always kept it stocked. I had a system. I had the bigger bottles down below in the refrigerator. I had two smaller bottles up top, and I had a little shot glass that was always iced. And I would make sure each one of them was filled as I used them. Oh, my gosh. And I would make sure I had the best chocolate, the Cadbury, the Godiva. And there were times like when I podcast, I podcast and I needed to be drunk. I needed it because it was the only way I could be creative, <laughs> which is a myth. I probably wasn't creative. I was I was drunk. I was podcasting drunk. And now when I listen to other people podcast drunk, I cringe. I literally cringe because I'm like, that was me. I started doing eating healthier. I started working out, especially when I, um, when I retired. 
and I went to the doctors and the doctor said you need to cut back on drinking she didn't even ask me if I was drinking you need to you need to she says you need to stop drinking and I was like she says do you drink first thing in the morning and after I retired yep she says you need to stop that and my joke my doctor says I need to stop drinking first thing in the morning so I started sleeping till noon not funny okay so what brought me to stop nothing catastrophic this is what got me to, to stop I had cut back on everything I wasn't eating I wasn't even eating chocolate I wasn't eating cookies the only chocolate I was eating was when I was doing a shot I wasn't I was eating very healthy food and my weight was still creeping up so I decided to see what would happen if I stopped drinking and I stopped on March 14th 2023 that was the day I stopped hmm. and within a week I'd lost five pounds altogether now I've lost 14 pounds I want to say yes and I've my BMI has gone down my blood pressure has gone down and I have been watching, and this is why I'm making this video, because I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about people who have stopped and why you should stop. And if this helps some person, if it helps one person, it would be wonderful. You don't need to drink. It's not helping you. It's, it, it's total poison. And it's things that... If I hadn't stopped drinking first, I probably would have just switched. And I don't even know why. I don't remember looking for anything on YouTube. You know, they're always listening. But when these pro when these episodes showed up, I started watching them. And I realized you don't need alcohol. Some of these were things like how to go through withdrawal. And I'm very fortunate. I never had any withdrawal. I never had any desire. I still have alcohol, tequila, in my... <laughs> house I'd moved it out of the refrigerator and into the lower shelves so it's been six weeks now and I just the idea of drinking again is just it just doesn't make sense especially since I feel so much healthier I feel like I'm not in a fog I was always trying to deal with the fog oh and I used to have <laughs> heartburn at night all the time it's gone it's it's so many things are just gone so I just want to say I am enjoying being alcohol free I'm, I'm not I'm actually all enhancements <laughs> I remember being so excited when the, they brought in recreational cannabis and ironically this past 420 was the first 420 I would have been able to celebrate because I couldn't smoke while I was working and then after that you could only smoke in Rhode Island if you had a medical li uh, license card and <laughs> my doctor wouldn't give me one so I didn't I didn't until it December 1st of last year and even that I've cut out and, and the best part is I am saving so much money I was spending $50 a week on 
tequila, the 1.75 liters of 1800 Reposada. And I was buying chocolate bars, had to keep chocolate bars in, in stock in the house. And I just feel like I'm making better choices. I'm feeling better about myself. I'm sleeping better. And I no longer take as many naps as I used to take. I think in the past six weeks, I've maybe napped maybe three times. I feel more responsible. And I feel like... Like I'm released from this hypnotic mindset that alcohol was an acceptable drug and if you are having any doubts I advise you to go and explore this that's it I am April PVD and I am alcohol free and I'm loving it So just to let you know, I'm not proselytizing. I'm just letting you know what my experience with not drinking and how wonderful it's been for me. And uh, I hope to see you in virtual reality. And I hope your reality is as good. Thanks for listening. This is April PVD. Hey, you. Over here, agent. Slayer. Yo, what's up? Hey, over here. Cursed one.